Moines. Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. Kevin Sutherland is the winner of the 2019 Principal Charity Classic from Wakanda Club. Sutherland's birdie on the second playoff hole capped the third largest final round comeback in the history of the PGA Champions Tour. Sutherland was eight back to start the day. Some football recruiting commitments over the weekend. Iowa State has picked up their long snapper for the 2020 class with the commitment of Kobe Haithcock. Haithcock is the second-ranked long snapper in the country, according to Cole's Kicking, who evaluates specialists throughout camps. AKD Centennial offensive lineman Brady Peterson has also committed to the Cyclones. Iowa football has landed their first commitment of the 2021 class. Offensive lineman Gennings Dunker, a 6'5", 265-pounder from Illinois, has made his commitment to the Hawkeyes. NBA Finals Game 2 last night. An 18-0 run into the third quarter gave the Warriors a commanding control of the game. The Raptors cut it to two late, and then Andre Iguodala. They try and knock it away from Curry. Curry throws it. Livingston has it. Back to Iguodala. Iguodala puts it up. It's good. Andre Iguodala drills it with 5.9 remaining. The call from Mike Breen on ABC 109-104. The final series tied up at a game apiece. Game three Wednesday night in Oakland. Two MLB and the Twins continue to rake. A high fly to left center field. It is tagged and it is gone. No, it's not. It hit a catwalk. No, they're calling it a home run. <laughs> Fox Sports North with the call. 11th home run of the season for Scope as the Twins hold on for a 9-7 win and have the best record in baseball at 40-18. In St. Louis, the Cardinals finish off a sweep of the Cubs. The 1-1. Carpenter, base hit in the center. Wong will score. Matt Carpenter off the bench. Fist pumping his way down to first base. 2-0 St. Louis. Cardinals hold on for the 2-1 victory on the call from Fox Sports Midwest. In Pittsburgh, the Brewers jump on the Pirates early. Been a bright spot. There's a drive into right field, and Thames is going to send one out. A two-run home run for Eric Thames. Brian Anderson on the call, Fox Sports Milwaukee. The Brewers lead the NL Central by a game and a half. On the south side, the White Sox finish off a 3-1 series win against the Indians. Tim deep to left field. Allen's back on it. At the wall, it is gone! Ninth home run of the season for Anderson. On the call from Jason Benetti from the White Sox Television Network and another dominating performance from Lucas Giolito. He goes seven and a third, five hit ball, no runs, and nine strikeouts in the victory. High school baseball tonight on 1460 KXNO. all bringing the call. Game two of a doubleheader, seven o'clock with the first pitch. Dowling Catholic at Ankeny. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, with you uh, for the next couple of hours, and glad you're with us here on an overcast Monday, but the rain is supposed to stay away for high school baseball tonight. Trent, so you should be able to get Ankeny and Dowling in, 7 o'clock, game two, you'll have of that doubleheader tonight. Uh, lots to get to as we will recap the weekend, a terrific game in the NBA last night, one that clearly, if you're, if you're rooting for the Raptors in this thing, 
You wonder where this one's going to uh, sit when we all look back when it's all said and done. Maybe one that could have got away, could have got in the win column for the Raptors, but it wasn't to be. We'll do you take a long look at that. The Cardinals sweep the Cubs. The Cubs now clinging to that wild card spot uh, in the National League. Trent, if the season were to end today... Oh. <laughs> we're doing that, huh? No, no, we're not. Okay. No, no, we're not. I've just seen if you're paying attention. I'm glad that you are. Uh, coming up on the program, we're going to talk Cubs. Uh, Bleed Cubby Blue is the website, right? Yeah, Al Yellen, a longtime scribe on the Cubs. I've uh, talked to Yal- Al throughout the years on the radio. Real good guy, and uh, he'll be, in fact, at Wrigley when we talk to him today. Day baseball. Yes, getting ready. Weird start time, though. 3 o'clock. Well, the Angels are on the West Coast. They'll fly in to make up this game that was postponed or uh, rained out in middle of April, early in the season anyways. Uh, so this was the day. And then they got to go right back to the West Coast. So it's all about uh, play ah. and making it easier for the Angels as the Cubs stay home to face the Rockies. But I'm sure the Cubbies could have used the off day as well. And the last thing that the Angels, I'm assuming, wanted to do was leave Seattle, fly to Chicago, and then get back on a plane and go right back to the West Coast uh, for games uh, tomorrow. But you're right, the Cubs play this afternoon. John Lester will try and stop this losing skid. They've lost six to seven and eight out of their last ten. They're not playing good baseball. Three pretty good, three pretty well pitched games by the yeah. starters though this weekend, Trent. Yeah, a, a good takeaway there. And that's something that I think both of us had been concerned about with this team is the starting rotation really outside of Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Every Darvish had been better, but mm-hmm. still you wonder how deep into games he's going to go. You know, he hits that ninety to ninety five threshold, and it seems like it's for all intents is over and. A lot of times that comes in the fourth or fifth inning for you, Darvish. <laughs> he walks a ton of guys. Yes, he throws a lot of pitches up there. But, yeah, you could take that away. It's You hate to be swept. You hate to be swept by your rivals. But this part, early June, late May, something like this happens, there is a silver lining here. No need to hit the panic button. Yeah. Yeah, you just, they're not playing good baseball. They're going no. through a bad stretch. No doubt about it. And the good news is, I guess, is, uh, they'll get an opportunity to right that wrong as far as the Cubs as, as they see it as the uh, Cardinals head right back to Wrigley this weekend for a three game set, which will, uh, conclude on Sunday night with Sunday night baseball Cubs cards. And you can hear the game, uh, right here as you can do the same on Saturday. We've got cards, Cubs, both Saturday and Sunday here on 1460 KXNO. Uh, your twins continue to play well uh, as they go in. What did they win? Three out of four. They lost the first game Thursday yep. night and then Got took clubbed. the next. Th- yeah, they did. Um, and pitched really well Friday, Saturday, and then yesterday. There's a lot of runs scored in the baseball game. And, and even in that one, it was the bullpen that gave all that out. Odorizzi, he was He excellent. was great. Yeah. Is this ERA under two? Yeah, 1.96. Unreal. Wow, this, good for him. This is a guy that kind of had that line of a fifth starter, maybe a mm-hmm. fourth if everything's clicking well. He has been incredibly good, and this has been going on now for a month and a half. He's been pitching at an incredibly high level. You know, the Martin Perez we've talked about him in the past is how much is a smoke and mirrors? How real is this? With Brio's at the top, and if you get Odorizzi here, you're on your way. Yeah, you're on your way. And then the bullpen and maybe another arm added to that. Well, there might be some arms coming, uh, some decisions made today as yes. far as arms. And uh, Keuchel has apparently got the Twins there kicking around, so we'll see if there's any. Kimbrel be- too. Uh, Kimbrell, too. Yeah, Kimbrell maybe more so, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've heard Keuchel, but Kimbrell maybe, I think he's a bigger, is he bigger need? You know better than I do. You follow him closer. I would say so, yeah. yeah. I think bullpen help is bigger and just, I, this is something that I talk about a lot, but I think it, it bears repeating is just when you get to the playoffs and with an 11.5 mm-hmm. game lead, you feel c- pretty confident that at the very least they're going to win that division. 
you have to be built differently come playoff time. And, and it wasn't Parker who closed yesterday, was it? No, it wasn't. And Parker had been used a couple of different times. And that's something, too, the front office, along with Rocco Bedelli, they don't quote-unquote call Blake Parker just a closer. Mm-hmm. He is one of the relievers. He's the guy they use most often there. But it's about matchups. It's about finding the right matchups. And they went for guys. to the lefty yesterday late yes. in the ball game. Uh, Taylor Rogers, Rogers yeah, who yeah. had actually struggled a little bit last Patty. week for him. I mean, he'd been really good now the last couple of years, but he had uh, given up a couple of home runs. Gave one up against Milwaukee late in that game, I think Tuesday last week. But he got the ball at the end again. Comes down to matchups. But you add then Craig Kimbrell. We know what Craig Kimbrell is going to be. Not quite, but we have a pretty good idea. Even as he struggled late last season. You add that to the bullpen and everybody shifts a roll down, you're making that kind of bullpen that can compete really with the Yankees and the Astros and the power arms of both those so teams. So does have. it come down to, to you? Is it Cubs, Twins? Are they the two main players in this? Those are Maybe the as main big ones. a need as anybody else on contending teams. I think it was John Heyman over the weekend had an article too talking about the Cubs maybe having a little bit more financial financial flexibility than we initially thought they were going yeah, because to. Because of Ben Zobrist. Because of Ben right. Zobrist. And that money, if he doesn't play the rest of the year, it doesn't come off the books. He still will be paid. It's a guaranteed contract. But as it pertains to the luxury tax... You get a break. You get a break yeah. there. All of a sudden, well, you know what? Let's give Kimbrell a two-year deal, but we backload it. It's $15 million here, 25 the following year, something like that. And he can kind of get away with it. What do you think it's going to take to sign Kimber? Well, it's going to take more than one year. I think both of them want more than one year. Yes. Um, probably two, like you said, two would be the magic number. But there was talk out there that it's a it's a one year show me deal for the rest of the. I don't think so, folks. They're not going to sign that. I don't think so. There's still going to be leverage. enough suitors. Yep. that will be out there. We talk about bullpens and the importance of it, and and you couple that with at this point, he he knows the, the guys, the teams that he wants to go to. He's mm-hmm. not signed with the Nationals. No. The no. Nationals have a bullpen ERA over seven. You know, you, they need him, but he's not going but there. He's not going there. No. They're, what, eight games below 500. Right, They're right. way out of the race. He's not going there. He is going to go to somebody good. He's going to go somewhere that he competes. You know, the, the Red Sox, they still do need they do. a back-end fair. guy. I mean, it's fair. Their bullpen overall has been pretty good, but at the back end, that's where they struggled. That guy to get those final three outs. That's been the issue for them. And they've been, I mean, that division, too, the, the ALE. Tampa's not going anywhere, nope. although the, the, the Twins took it to them this weekend. Uh, so we'll see. Well, let's do the basketball. We'll get ba- back to the baseball coming up here at 1045 or so. Bleed Cubby Blue is going to slide on in here. Trent, I um, watching the basketball game last night. When the After 24 minutes, um, second quarter comes to an end, and Toronto, who had been seemingly, they had their way with them in the first 24, I thought. Uh, and for... The Golden State Warriors to go to the locker room only down five, I thought that that was a huge victory for them. They had to feel great because they had not played well, with the exception of Clay Thompson, who was all-worldly. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it wasn't for Thompson in that uh, uh, in the first half, th- this game would have been completely out of hand. Now, we know what happened to start the, uh, the third quarter was just, I mean, that's an all-timer. That's yeah. an all-timer choke stink job uh, out of the Raptors. It's not like they didn't get good looks either. They no, just no, wouldn't yeah. fall. So I, the first half, was listening on the radio, and I was getting text messages from a Raptors fan, and my partner yeah. wasn't leaving me alone, and of course. Now we were feeling pretty good about yeah. our squad. But listening to it, to Mark Kestisher, who I think is really good, him and Hugh, yeah. on the radio, I had the exact same feeling. So it's Boy. not Mark Jones, it's, it's Mark Kestisher. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. And I just really, it's only five? Yes. I mean, 
you don't have the same viewing part of it, but you sent, I think, that text message at, at halftime saying the exact same thing. Feels like they should be up double yeah. digits. It, not even double digits. It felt like they should be up like 15, They should be killing 18. them. Yes. Yeah. It, and it was only, it was a one point game after the first 12. So mm-hmm. the first quarter, it's close. Yep. Somehow. Yeah. And then um, late, late in the second quarter, the same thing. The wrap, uh, Steph the, got going a little bit. He did. He, that, that's the key to it. You know the best player? Who's the MVP of this Golden State team after two games? Because I don't even think it's close. Iguodala? Nope. Kevin Looney? Nope. <laughs> you know what? Until he's, he's had his moments. Cook had more yesterday. Uh, uh, Draymond Green. Oh, yes. He's yeah. averaging a triple-double. I think mm-hmm. he's a half a point away from having that triple-double. Nine and a half boards. But defensively, he's scoring, he's mm-hmm. rebounding the ball, he is a complete pain in the you-know-what. Look, you'd love to have this guy on, on your team because he is a complete basketball player. I didn't know he was going to be this good. And, he, no. and we've said, we said this the last couple of years about him as well. But boy, oh boy, they need him, and he has come to play in this series. And uh, I, I don't think they win yesterday if it's not for him. I really don't. And more so defensively because they showed a stat after the game. I think it was on... I was watching the post on NBA TV at that time, and they put up a shot talking about Siakam. What was he had when when he was being guarded by somebody else other than Draymond Green? He had like ten of his twelve points. Uh-huh. When Green's on him, it was two. He and completely he takes him out of the game. Finished five of eighteen after going what fifteen and nineteen? Is that what he was? He in was that? he was unstoppable. Or fourteen of eighteen, whatever in, it was in game, in game one. one. Mm-hmm. He was ridiculous. And Gasol good. in game one. He, I mean, game two was he was a different player yesterday. Mm-hmm. Danny Green came back to the Danny Green that uh, you know we thought he was. He had that kind of that one game resurgence, but he was he was bad yesterday. Lowry wasn't good yesterday. Um, look, the refs were a story yesterday on both uh, on both um, for both teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys, come on. Foster, let's see. What are the other guys' names? Uh, Ed. Uh, it was Scott Foster. That, that's the only. Yeah, he's one the I only know. one you need to know. Yeah. The the tee of Steph Curry. Come on. Yeah. Uh, uh, how many times when you throw? Well, you know why they teed him up? Apparently, now this is what I I didn't see this, but the ball almost came down and hit one of the officials in the noggin. Almost. If it would have, okay, I would have been. Fi- yeah, but if almost, it, I, I mean, it, yeah, I guess he didn't chuck it. He didn't spike it. He no, didn't... but is it sending a message though? Because again, all enough, it would have got him in the noggin. That would have, you know. Yeah, but it didn't. Yeah, but you send that message that you know that's crossing the line. I didn't have as much problem with you as uh, the, well, no, with you <laughs> as you uh, when I saw because I could I get the well, you're a Raptors the intent. Fan. No, look, there were bad calls on I said on both teams yes, yesterday. There were not a Raptors. I am pulling for the Raptors in this series. You I want to see I want to see the North uh, win it. How about Nick Nurse, the the boxing one? How about that? And how about the acclaim he got, mm-hmm. the attaboys he got for going to that? And even in a game that they lose, that was one of the bigger storylines. Mm-hmm. Listen to the post although he, although he was too late calling timeout in the third quarter. Yes, he was. Yes. So if we're going to praise him for yep. that, we got to criticize him for uh, you know use it. And Toronto, I mean, the defense. About eight minutes left, they went to that, and Steph mm-hmm. didn't score. Didn't have a field goal. Uh, I don't recall him I don't scoring. think he did the yeah. rest of the way. Went yep. th- once they went to that, Van Vliet was excellent guarding mm-hmm. him out front. It just it changed the complexion there, but it comes back to they couldn't get anything on the offensive end. Right. And Trent, they had so many looks. Yes. I mean, the, the, this, the Raptors have nobody but to blame but themselves after yesterday. They missed so many wide-open shots late in that basketball game. That's one that's going to come back, and, you know, we don't know how the series is going to end. We hope it 
not going to end in five uh, for Golden State. But, boy, that one felt yesterday like the Raptors, if a woulda, shoulda, uh, been able to uh, put that one in the win column. They up 2 nothing head to the West Coast. So after game one, or uh, no, after the last series going into game one, you were ripping Danny Green and how much he stunk. And yeah, and then he played really well. And then after game one, I'm ripping on Quinn Cook, and he shouldn't even be out there. Yeah, and he what played he 21 three, minutes. <laughs> three and big threes. Bing, Every one bang, of them. Yes, boom. Yes. Every single one of them. Were he ba- answered big threes by Toronto, which I think mm-hmm. at, at the time of uh, Cook's making those baskets were just huge answers. So what we're learning is anytime Ken and I rip somebody, yeah. make sure Let's to rip take Gasol, the over in their Siakam. points the next game. Yeah. Oh, um, all Raptors this time? Yeah, I was going to go. Let's let's okay. get Nick Powell in there. He wasn't great, but no. wasn't awful. Ibaka had too many free or too many fouls against him. So yeah, let's pick on the Raptors. No McCaw. Surprised by that at all? Uh, he didn't play at all, did he? No. I'm looking at the box score now, he didn't see the floor. And after no. the way he played in game one, yeah, I am kind of surprised a yeah. little bit. That would, you would have thought he would have found some minutes, but I don't know. Maybe uh, Nurse obviously didn't like the matchups or whatever. So and we'll Boogie. see. We didn't mention Boogie. You know what? How good was he, Trent? He was. He was. You know, I love Draymond Green yesterday, but I don't think they win the basketball game, even if he has the numbers he put up and he was good, Draymond Green. But um, nobody saw Cousins ever coming. No, not like this. Mm-hmm. He. You saw him in game one, and it was, boy, he's got a long ways to go. Yeah. And you could tell physically right. he's not even close. But Cardio-wise. Yeah, a, a couple of times he went to the rim, and he he's, doesn't have the same explosiveness, obviously, coming off the mm-hmm. injury that he did. But it's he's a still, quad, right, I think? With yeah, him. he was able to just figure it out. You know, and his passing ability, too. When they run things through mm-hmm. him, and this is what they did a lot with Draymond, you know, and mm-hmm. they still do it a lot with Draymond, but you go through him, when you have that good passing big man, it just... It completely changes what you can do offensively. You saw it again last night. He was really, really good, working hard out there. Yep. When that T happened to Steph, though, at first, I thought it was going to be on a cousin saying something. I did, too, because I didn't see the ball go Uh up in the air, and it was Van Gundy who pointed that out. Because I I remember thinking to myself, are you sure? I Van Gundy? I don't think that's what I think was on Cousins. Mm -hmm. And then they showed the replay. Because I think Breen said a technical on Cousins. Is that what it was? I think so. And then he said, no, no, it's going to be on Steph yes. Curry. And they show him throwing the ball up again. That's a good crew. It, it is. They are a good crew. Mark Jackson, not my favorite, but... No, nah, he, he belongs on there. Yeah, Van Gundy's excellent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Breen's been doing this now. I think I, I saw this is his 14th year calling the NBA Finals. Hmm. Just, it feels like he's a new guy mm-hmm. calling yeah. the NBA Finals. Right. Like 14 Cause, years cause into it. When the NBA's over, what does he, what else does he do? He doesn't do NBA, or NFL, does he? I don't believe I don't so. Think unless he does. he does, you know, radio, maybe for. Does he do college football? I don't think so. I don't so. think he does. I think either. he's just an NBA play by play guy. Does he work for. It's not the Nets, is it? I don't know. Oh, he's on the Knicks, on MSG. That's, is that's he? his full time gig. Does preseason for the Giants, New York Giants, football Giants. Hold yeah. on a second. Bob Papa does that. Uh, Bob Papa's maybe radio. Bob Papa, by the way, did you watch, did you see any of the golf from uh, Wakanda on the golf channel? I didn't know. So Bob Papa and Lanny Watkins, and I didn't see a ton of it. I saw the, uh, the playoff. Um, Bob Papa's the NFL radio voice of the Giants. Do you know that? That sounds right. Yes. Let me Google it. And, and here it is. Formally play by play for Giants preseason. Who formally, Brain. Brain, yes, was formally doing that. So now so. he's just strictly NBA? Just does NBA, does the Knicks games on MSG, and NBA on ABC. Those are his two roles. Wow. No football, though.
Yeah, that's that's strange for a guy that right. uh, that got that big of a chair. Uh, Golf Channel, various. He's known as the voice of the New York Giants. I knew it. There you go. Yeah, voice of the Giants, radio voice of the New York Giants. Let's take our first break. We'll come back. We're going to talk uh, more Cubs cards coming up here in about twenty five minutes in the eleven o'clock hour. We'll do the Hawks and the Clones in that order this week. Uh, Scott Document at eleven fifteen wrote a really good piece on the changing television landscape uh, in uh, in college football. We'll do that with Doc, amongst other things. Dylan Montz will slide on in here, catch up with Dylan on Iowa State. Of course, Dylan with the Ames Tribune, Scott Dockerman with The Athletic. It's a Monday, after all. We have Dockerman. What does that mean? Well, normally it means that The Athletic is adding uh, more writers. They've got a new MMA section. You know what? Let's do this for a couple of minutes. Okay. Did you see any of the heavyweight fight from Saturday night? Just highlights. I didn't of, pay to watch it, so I'm with you. You weren't. You weren't part. What is it called? D- Dazan. Dazzle. 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 Don't know what it is. That thing is that part of ESPN Plus? No. So yeah. So Separate this entity. is. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get that one. John out. Skipper. That is now his job. After leaving ESPN in a he's with, controversy. He's with D A Z N. Yes, he is. He runs that. Dazzle. No, it's not Dazzle. It's something it weird. Is. It is something. It, it is pronounced differently it? than it looked. It is an overseas company. This started, I know they're big in Japan. So it's not It's not Vince McMahon. Why did I think that? Maybe he does have a part of it Ma- here. I'm not sure. Not positive, but yeah, that's John Skipper. This is his baby now yeah. and what he's running after leaving ESPN. Um, so so it's just, it's just, somebody pointed this out. The, um, Trent, there was a time in my lifetime, and most people, if, you, if you're 40, 50, 60 years old, for the longest time, you knew. You know, like 714 resonates with you? Mm-hmm. So did the heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. We knew who that was. Absolutely. Who holds the belt? Probably your age, too. Mm-hmm. You know who holds the belts, right? This is how far boxing has fallen. I, I didn't, I mean, I'd never heard of Anthony Joshua. And maybe it's because I don't follow it clearly anymore. But because boxing used to be on TV for free. The but, big but you would know the You name. would know who the heavyweight Yes. I mean, you could. I could probably start in my lifetime and go, Ali... Holmes, or Fraser, Holmes, Leon Spinks, Lennox Lewis, George Foreman. I miss George Foreman. Um, The lefty that Foreman beat to get the title. I can't think of his name. Yeah, Tyson. I had Mike Tyson. But point being is I could probably go, you know, for a 30-year span of my life. Piece it together. And not even really thinking about it in advance. Piecing together the... Trent... I mean, like it was unbelievable. Anthony Ruiz, who's is an American from California, uh, and looks a looks like a heavyweight, but yes, he doesn't he look does. like a real fit heavyweight. No. Not, not like you're like we think of you know boxers as they enter the ring. He, he looks gives like us um, chunky guys. Yes, smoke. he does. He looks like you. Yes, um, he's probably a little stronger than I am. Boy, he packs a punch, doesn't he? he? Does. My God, because you could tell this Anthony Joshua. And again, I just saw the. You know, the, on YouTube or whatever, the the final round. This guy wanted no more. The heavyweight champion of the world saying, uh-uh. I, look, at, I, I met my match tonight. It's not going to be my, my, night, my night. I don't need any more punishment. It's pronounced DAZONE. DAZONE, okay. DAZONE. D-A-Z-O-N-E. DAZONE. And who owns it? It is, it started in England, in the U.K., uh, started Germany, Austria, Japan, Switzerland before coming over here. And it's here. all boxing. Uh, no. They have other sports also. Boxing's their big one. MLB and them have a big connection together. They have a nightly highlight show. They have cutaways to games, things like that. They, they can go live to games? They have a big part of that, yeah, with, with MLB. 
Uh, so that's been basically the kind of the streaming provider. I know the last couple of years, the program, that's where Adnan Verk now works. Okay. Of ESPN, yeah. who was fired for selling trade secrets, for <laughs> leaking information. He was let go. So that's where he is. Also, Jamie Horowitz over there, formerly a Fox yeah, Sports. Yeah, he's another big name, yes. isn't he? Yes. So they got some cash. They do. They offer more than 8,000 sports events a year leading through here. Mm. A lot of soccer from over in Europe. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah, sense. That makes sense, yep. A lot of that, Euro qualifying, FIFA. Uh, Cycling, probably. Yeah, looking through here. Tons of soccers I'm scrolling through. Here's the the baseball, MLB, live and on demand via the MLB network. That's what they have for MLB. Basketball, some European leagues there, yeah, combat, sports, cricket, on and on and on. Yeah, no, I'm out. Not doing it for you. No, it's not. Uh, I'll let, let you know what did it for me this weekend, though. I was um, blown away. You went to a movie. I did. I'll, well, let's do that on the other side. Okay. We've got five minutes or so. I'm going to talk more Cubs cards coming up at uh, 1045. Look forward to doing that in the 11 o'clock hour. Dr. Men and Monts will join the program. Trent and I are here till noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX. USANA. And not knowing what's going on. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more. From 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Run to remind everybody, Hackfest is, uh, well, it's right around the corner, about, what, six weeks or thereabouts away. July the 19th is the date. It's a Friday. It's at Copper Creek. Uh, if you haven't already done so, if you haven't signed up and you like to participate in these events, uh, KXNO.com, Hackfest at Copper Creek, Friday, July the 19th, for all the details, the cost, etc. Uh, three of the four local shows will emanate from Copper Creek on July the 19th, a Friday hack fest right around the corner. All right, Trent Condon. Yes, sir. Uh, so yesterday, as I as I said uh, last week, there was a 10 o'clock showing of uh, Rocket Man, so it was right in my wheelhouse. Perfect timing for you. Yeah, it really was. Got home in time for uh, Cubs Cards first pitch, so I didn't miss anything there. Um I'll be honest with you. I didn't know what to think going in. In fact, before I left on Friday, I ran into one of our sales associates, Leslie Gates, and she uh-huh. was part of the, you know, the big contingent of uh, iHeart Des Moines people that were at the new theater in Waukee for the uh, uh, screening on Wednesday night. And you know, it's kind of a musical type of thing. I'm thinking a musical, really? I'm not, that's not me. Doesn't seem like Ken Miller no, that I know. Right. That's the last thing I want to go to. But I'm an Elton John fan, so yeah, you know, I'm still going to go. Mm-hmm. Look at Elton John is the soundtrack of my life for, for a lot, there's a lot of these guys that were big in the seventies, right? I mean, I'm a teenager in the, in that era. I was born in 58. So if you're 60, 50, 70, Elton John has had more music on the radio and his story is fascinating. It is, and it comes across the big screen so well. The guy that plays him, Taron Egerton. Ever heard of him? Never heard of him. Never no. heard of him in my life. Trent, he looks like Elton John in this yeah. movie. He sounds like Elton John in this movie. Um, what uh, What uh, Reggie Dwight, I think that was his name when he was, um, before he changed it to Elton John, um, you know, his his childhood, his upbringing, um, it's just, I don't want to spoil it. It's, it's so worth your time, especially if you're, you know, if you, if you grew up, in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. It, the drugs that he fought, the demons that he battled. 
and then the uh, the comeback song. Um, you know, I'm still standing. Yeah, and, that, and that, that's a great tune as well. But boy, it's good. I, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. So I I heard a few things about the movie. A, this has had Elton John's blessing. It wasn't anything kind of. Oh, no, he probably he's a big part. It, I mean, not in it, but right behind the scenes, producing, directing. Yet even with that, it's not completely just somebody singing his words. This actor. No, he insisted on that. No lip syncing in the movie. This guy sings. So it is. It's not going to be what you exactly heard on the radio, correct? I mean, it's the, pretty close, but it, but it's really good. That's yes. kind of the other part of it. It is not a note for note, just listening of his work, but an incredibly good job. It sounds he's like. he's amazing, yeah. Trent, Mister Movie. I'm just reading Mike's Mike Woody's movie review on it. Yeah, brilliant biopic about one of our greatest music stars. Edgarin, the actor Elton, is fantastic as Elton John. His singing voice is just fine. A bright performance for sure. Hyper reality shows crazy life full of addictions, but also great music and plenty of flamboyant craziness. B plus? I mean, maybe he doesn't give out any A's. Could be. It's spectacular. It's absolutely tremendous. And again, I'm so glad that, you know, my wife and I saw Elton John at Caesar's Palace before he wrapped up there. The Red Piano Tour, I think was the name of it. Good God. So good. And these guys are, I mean, look at, I've been seeing the Stones knocking them off the list. Yes, yes. But how much longer are they going to keep performing? Elton John's coming to an end. So what else is on your list? What has... I want to see Elton John again. Elton John again, <laughs> okay, all right. Go back to the well. And I was never a, 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 I mean, a big fan. No, I, I liked his music. But you weren't wearing never, the same sunglasses no. as him or anything? He's never a boy. i got to get this Elton John record because yeah. that's what we used to have. Yeah. I don't know if I ever had an Elton. I don't think I had any records. Come to think of it. Um... I don't know. It's great. Did you watch uh, Bohemian Rhapsody? Have no, you seen that I have yet? Not. Do you have any interest no, now? No. After seeing this, it doesn't peak it anymore. Because mm, it's done very similarly. Is it? Sounds it? Like. Yeah. And that's Queen, right? Obviously. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, no. No. Just not as big a fan of Queen. No. Kind of like Rush. <laughs> we have two bands that I should like more. Right? We we famously learned that you, as a Canadian, do not like Rush. No. Well, it's not they don't like them. I just, well, it's you know, up to your era. I'm going to change the channel if, if, if they're on. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it doesn't do it for no, you. No, it really doesn't do it for so me. So now your list is you get the Stones this summer mm-hmm. and Elton John again. I would love to see him again, yeah. And I don't know if he's in the States anymore. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I know he's is, is wrapping up his uh, his tour in the UK, and then he's just going to retire and, and raise his, uh, him and his uh, husband have adopted two uh, children, and that's what they're doing. They're raising their kids. Yeah. I think in Beverly Hills. Good place. Why wouldn't you? Yes. Right. Money's not an object. No, and if, with him, it's clearly not an no. object. Uh, th- this this movie's doing really, really well, and um, like I'm too enthusiastic thumbs up uh, as far as that picture goes. One more from the weekend. Yeah. Hockey wise, <sighs> it wasn't much of a game. I didn't get to see any of it. I was in Sioux City visiting family, mm-hmm. so I missed it. I, a huge game tonight, obviously. Yes. But what happened? I mean, this went from. Boy, you could make an argument maybe the Blues should be up. Trent, the Blues in the first 10 minutes of the game, I thought they were going to blow the Bruins out of the building. Building nuts, I'm sure. Crazy, and the Blues just came out and just couldn't get the puck back past Tuka Rask. And then they got one, and then the, they got, they had, it was one nothing, like five minutes left in the first period. They go to the first intermission, three zip. 
And I mean, a couple of being just a greasy one. They pulled Bennington uh, in the game. Yeah, I saw that. And it was the right move. I mean, the guy, he just, it was, he was due for a bad one. But tonight, I mean, St. Louis cannot get on the airplane and go to Boston down 3 1. Right. I just don't see them coming back in this thing. And the Blues were. They were playing great early in the hockey game. Mm-hmm. But the Bruins, their big line had been just non-existent. You know, Pasternak and Bergeron and, and the little ball of hate, Brad Marchant. Um, Has he still been licking people? No, that was, that was a couple of years ago. I mean, that's crossing the line. That, that, did you see the video? Of that? Yeah, oh, yes. That's crossing the line. I mean, look in the guy's face. But that's what this guy, that's his game. He's just an agitator. He's an instigator, but he's a really good hockey player. Yeah. I mean, he's a first-line player. Those 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 roles are usually, you know, bottom of the roster, a fourth-line guy trying to, you know, hang around, maybe get an extra year or two. This is a guy who plays left wing on maybe the best line in the sport, and he, he pulls this kind of crap. licking dudes. And he, you know, off a of face off, he'll pick up his skate and he'll slam it down. He'll stomp his skate on a, on a, whoever's lined across uh, up across from him, stick and break this break his stick. He's, he's he's so dirty as a player, but man, he's a good hockey player. Anyways, yeah, that was a good game. I mean, if you're if you're a Bruins fan, Blues um, got to win tonight. And with it, baseball's got a weird, weird schedule. If you're kind of one of those, eh, if, if there's nothing else on, I'll flip to the hockey. Trent, there's it's West there's Coast baseball, and the, the Cubs play at three. Yeah, there's no. I looked at I looked at this this morning. There's no game in the Eastern time zone. Mm-hmm. There's no game in the Central time zone. What time is Arizona right now? Are they Mountain or are they Pacific? Who they knows? don't change. Yeah, they, well, they might be the only one that's Pacific time zone. And that's so an eight forty sure. first pitch. Oh, then it probably is. Mountain time zone, but yeah, if you're if you're one of those, eh, there's nothing else on. I'm going to watch hockey. I believe it's on the mothership tonight. It's NBC, uh, WHO 13 has it. Uh, they've been they had game one. The last two have been on NBC Sportsnet, but the game I'm pretty sure I saw is back on Channel 13 tonight. So seven o'clock puck drop. Give it a look. Wouldn't blame you if you do. We'll talk baseball next. Bleed Cubby Blue. Back to the weekend. Cubs, cards, card sweep. It's going to be known as the Colton Wong game. What a game he had. His catch in the eighth inning, folks. If you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. If you didn't, what a game-saving play. And it wasn't his only play in the game. It was Colton Wong had his... Boy, it was great. Um, and so was Adam Wainwright. You know, Adam Wainwright threw 127 or 28 pitches in that game. 128 pitches. Most pitch, career high number of pitches. How old is he? 38? Yeah. Career high number of pitches in that game yesterday. You just kept waiting. Schilt, when's he going to come out of the <laughs> right. Mike, Mike, come get him. I mean, what are you doing, Schilt? He knew. I will take a timeout. We'll do Cubs cards next. Miller and Con until noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Oh. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night, here on 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Con to Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, with you until noon. Coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, Scott Dockerman from The Athletic wrote an interesting piece on the uh, television uh, rights in college football and the, more so the changing landscape on television college football uh, at The Athletic and then Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune. We'll do the Hawks. We'll do the clones before we get out of here at noon Wednesday. We're live at Principal Park. 
As the I Cubs come home, they've got a day game. Al Yellen uh, covers the Cubs bleed, Cubby Blue, and Al joins us. Al Trenton, Ken in Des Moines. Thanks for coming on, Al Yellen. Cubs licking their wounds as they get set for a 3 o'clock first pitch, a one-game set to make-up game for the uh, game that was rained out in the middle of April. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you coming on. Well, what do we make of this? They've lost six of seven, eight of their last ten. Starting pitching uh, was much better this weekend, I thought. They certainly couldn't blame this on the starters. Uh, Hamels was terrific yesterday. Wainwright just happened to be better. Um, you know, can you put your finger on what's what's ailing the Cubs right now, Al? I think this is just like the normal ups and downs of, of a season. You know, you, you might remember that. In the great 2016 season, the Cubs had a stretch where they lost 15 out of 20 at the end of June and the beginning of July and looked terrible. This this happens. It happens from time to time. You know, guys who can hit, who hit, go into slumps all at once. Uh, as you say, the starting pitching has been pretty decent recently. They also played a very good team in Houston, and, you know, they could have won two out of three there. So I'm not really not concerned. Uh, they had a good run during most of May, and this will turn around. So we've seen the pitching certainly uh, take a step forward this time through the rotation. Just the bats have gone silent here. You know, when you go through it and you look at the guys and some of the issues that have come up with this pitching rotation, who concerns you most? Out of the five starters, who's the guy that's still you're uh, pumping the brakes on uh, of being a, a good guy the rest of the year for that rotation? Honestly, I don't think I'm pumping the brakes on every anybody. I would, you know, a couple of weeks ago I might have said you Darvish, but you mm-hmm. Darvish has been much better his last couple of starts. He's he's throwing a lot better. His velocity looks good. He isn't walking as many guys. So I'm looking for you Darvish maybe to have have a breakout. The one guy who has struggled a little bit lately is John Lester, yes. who's starting this afternoon against the Angels. But you know, John Lester is, uh, is is a good pitcher. He's been a good pitcher for a long time. Knows what he's doing, and as he's done pretty much every year that he's struggled. He will come out of it. This is a very good rotation, and you know, that's you know that's what the Cubs are going to have to count on. You know, one thing they have, do have to worry about a bit is the bullpen, where they have not had uh, some solid bullpen work recently. They're supposed to be getting Pedro Stroke back soon. That will help uh, in solidifying the bullpen, but that's what they really need is good bullpen work. Yeah, all eyes on Lester today because he stunk his last three. I mean, his last three, he's given up 16 earned runs in those three, which is not like him at all. Hasn't been able to go very deep in games. I don't think in, in Houston, what they, I don't think he got to the six, but, um, or maybe he did, but it wasn't, it wasn't a typical Lester performance. Gave up a ton of runs. What is it with Lester? Because, you know, as I, as you go back and look at his last couple of years, sure, everybody has these, but he's now strung together three subpar starts for him. Well, this has happened to him before, and he went. Not he three in a row, I don't he, think, has, Al. Yeah, he has. And, and he talked yeah. about it in the news conference, um, uh, after one of the starts saying that, you know, he just didn't feel right. And for a guy like Lester, who's very precise in everything he does, if one thing, one little thing goes wrong, well, then everything goes yeah. wrong. So they just have to work to identify, you know, what, what is that thing that just doesn't feel right? Once he fixes that, he should be able to be right back where he was earlier this season. We've seen a bright spot in that rotation, well, in, in the bullpen. Tyler Chatwood's come in a couple of different times and cleaned it up. Mm-hmm. Is this what he's going to be? Is it time to try to morph him into a seventh, eighth inning guy and use that power that he has out of the right arm coupled with that big looping curveball and turn him into a one-inning guy. What's the future? What's next for Chatwood? Yeah, I think so. I think that's exactly what you're you're, you're looking at. You know, he's done well. He did well in a closing situation uh, a week or so ago. He seems to be, uh, he seems kind of uh, be okay with that high leverage relief situation one inning at a time. 
where he can dial it up to 97 miles an hour. You saw on Saturday when he came in after the rain delay, and he was probably expected to go a little bit longer than that. Velocity wasn't as good, and he got cuffed around a little bit. So maybe you know, one inning at a time, a short burst of Chatwood, just one one inning at a time is probably the best deal for him. Uh, Albert Elmore has been terrific lately. Um, is this the? I mean, he's he now. He's always been great defensively. I mean, we saw that here firsthand that this guy can flat out go and get it. He still plays an unbelievable center field. But the offense is coming around for him, Al. Uh, has Albert Elmore offensively arrived? Do you think now? I think so. Uh, you know, he struggled a lot at the beginning of the season. Then he's been on a hot streak lately. You know, his overall numbers now look pretty much like his career numbers. Uh, he's this is now his fourth season, and I think yeah, this is the time that 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 he's arrived and be and can finally be an everyday center fielder. You know, this is one thing that Joe Madden has done during his during his career that he has worked young players in gradually. He did it with Ben Zobrist in Tampa. Zobrist didn't really become a regular player until he was almost twenty eight years old, and so. You know, he's kind of been careful with Elmore. He was spotting him, not studying him every day the last couple of years. He did it with Javier Baez the first couple of years that mm-hmm. Baez was uh, on the Major League roster. So, you know, working Elmore in that way may have finally made him ready to be an everyday player. Javier Baez has struggled a little bit at the plate, dealing with an injury coupled with it. Is that all it is, just a, a slow part here? Are you concerned Javier Baez starting to pull back a little bit after the ridiculous numbers he put up, not just last year, but early this season? Well, that heel injury he suffered a couple of weeks ago is obviously still bothering him. You can tell, you can tell where, where you know, you can tell when he's running the bases. You can tell when he's moving laterally in the field. So, um, but I think you saw yesterday in Sunday's game that he was moving a little better, back at shortstop, running the bases a little better. So it's just the kind of thing that they have to kind of work it in easily. Maybe playing the third base uh every once in a while to you know reduce this lateral movement and i think eventually he'll be just fine you know you mentioned zobris a couple of minutes ago uh david kaplan joined us last week and cappy said you know he wouldn't be a bit surprised at all if if zobris's cubs days are behind him if he doesn't play again are you hearing the same thing yeah i tend to agree with that you know none of us knows exactly what's going on with ben and his family and i think that he's earned his, his privacy and, you know, the longer this goes on, I think that the bigger the chance is that he will announce his retirement. And, you know, that's okay. I, I feel bad for him for whatever he's going through. He's a significant player in the history of the Cubs franchise, World Series MVP, done a lot of good things for the Cubs. I certainly wish him well. They will, they will miss his bat in his presence. But I would not be at all surprised if he did not come back. Hmm. What's, uh, what are the chances Kimbrell is on the uh, on a plane to Chicago? I don't think Keuchel, there's been some Keuchel rumors out there. That one never really made sense to me, um, especially after Darvish has come around. So I think that probably becomes uh, you know not an area of need. But the bullpen is. What about, uh, what about Kimbrell? What are the chances, do you think, Al? You know, I'd be a little concerned about Craig Kimbrell. He was not very good in the second half of last year. He was not very good in the postseason. And now, you know, he has not pitched in October, since October. And the fact is, you know, even if he's worked out, even if he's thrown simulated games, there's nothing like pitching in actual baseball games. So even if they did sign in today, and I do not expect that, um, I wouldn't want to see him on the mound until at least the beginning of July and maybe not even until after the All-Star break. you got to give the guy a chance to ramp up in, like, actual minor league games before he comes to the Cubs. Money may be another issue. I think Kimbrell is uh, looking for a multi-year contract. Yep. I don't think the Cubs are interested in doing that at this point. You know, at this point, I think the guy's got to prove himself again. You know, sign him to a deal for the rest of this year, maybe with options, and then see what happens. 
Do I expect it? I, I do not. Well, and one of the reasons I think this has come even further along in the conversation makes a little bit more sense. For the longest time, we heard the payroll, the flexibility isn't there. Ownership group says we're not spending any more money. But with what happened with Ben Zobrist and him being on the restricted list, some more money would come up if he's not uh, coming back with the team this season. A, Zobrist, what you're hearing there, and secondly, if even if it isn't for Craig Kimbrell, how much more flexibility this team has maybe getting close to the trade deadline? Well, I mean, if, the, if it does happen and if Ben Zobrist does retire, you know, the Cubs are going to save about $9 million off of his uh, remaining contract. That's a significant amount of money that could help them, uh, you know, sign, assign somebody or trade for somebody. It's, uh, you know, they, they, the COFC and his, and his baseball operations people generally save some money for mid-seekers acquisitions even before all this over stuff happened. I would assume they've got enough to add players if they need to, but, you know, you're talking about, you know, here we are at the beginning of June. We do have the uh, unified trading deadline now on July 31st. There won't be any more of those August deals. And so we still have at least probably four weeks or so until the beginning of July before this kind of talk really ramps up. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, my last thing for you. Should he be leading off on this team? Yes. Uh, you know, people focus only on the batting average. Kyle Schwarber does draw a lot of walks. Yeah. He's had a couple of leadoff home runs. Um, I think that, you know, that, that elite uh, pitch judging skill has got, you know, he's got a good on-base percentage leading off. I think he's the right leadoff guy for this team. Final thing for you as we let you go, Al Yellen joining us, Bleed Cubby Blue, part of SB Nation here on Miller and Condon KXNO. Al, uh, down here on the farm, we've seen Colin Ray be really good at AAA. Not a spot for him currently in the rotation. A couple of other names. Alzale's some... been great, too. Yeah, Alzale's been right there. Who are some of the names that you're keeping an eye on and, and expect to see up with the big club before we get to the end of the year? Well, you mentioned Edward Alzale, and I think that that's the guy you've got to really focus on. He's been really good last few starts. He's not going to be in the Cubs rotation, obviously, but he might very well be able to help the bullpen for the rest of the year. You know, he's got good velocity, and guys like that who throw 95 as a starter, well, then you can ramp that up to 97, 98 if you're only throwing one inning at a time. That's something that could really help the Cubs. I'll also mention a guy who's played exactly one game in Des Moines, Carlos Gonzalez, who had a massive home run on Sunday. Yeah. There's actually there's actually some rumors that he might be added to the Cubs. Uh, I think it's done. As soon as, as soon as today, yeah. So yeah, it's done. Uh, you know, you know, Carlos Gonzalez is not the player he once was. Nope. He's only 33 years old. You know, maybe he can cap- nope. recapture some of that previous performance and really help the offense. Yeah, he's got a batting crown. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's done. I think Tommy Birch, who covers the uh, AAA Iowa Cubs, tweeted that earlier today. So something to watch. Al, thank you for coming on. Bleed Cubby Blue is where you can see Al and all the stuff over there. Appreciate it, Al. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yep. it. Good to talk to you. Uh, Al Yellen, Bleed Cubby Blue on the Cubbies who have lost eight out of their last ten. Pretty sure gar- Cargo's gone. Cargo up already. Uh-huh. I, I did not anticipate that. This sounded like something, you know, we got to give them ten days, Yeah, what's weeks. the corresponding move? That's my question. Well, that's a good question. Is it Javi? To the DL? He's a, well, he, he didn't play Saturday. He, right? he asked out of the, he was in the lineup and he asked out of the lineup. Right. And, and back in said, there yesterday, you know what's wrong with him? It's it's more than his heel. He's striking out. He's swinging a yes. ton of bad pitches again. Bad heavy in the batter's mm-hmm. box. He's back. That monster cut yep. all the time. I mean, he pretty much every time. He's not going to get shortchanged, but you could tell when his approach is solid, when his approach mm-hmm. looks good. His approach does not look like that right no, now. And he's swinging. You don't have to throw him a strike. No. Yeah, it's just, you like to face those guys as a pitcher, I would guess. <laughs> I would guess, yeah. I'm not sold on Schwarber, by the way. No? 
His, Who would you put there? I don't know if they have a leadoff hitter. That's, that's just that's it. That's the problem. I mean, somebody has to fit in that role. Um, his on-base percentage of the guys that started yesterday, he is the worst. He's the really? lowest on-base percentage. It's not what you normally anticipate for your leadoff man, right? Right. I mean, he on-base percentage, 330. Bryant, better. Rizzo, better. Baez, still better. Contreras, Hayward. Russell's close, but better. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer to the question. They don't have a true leadoff man. No. He has hit a couple of home runs. He got screwed by a couple of bad calls, and that was another story this week. Not just for the Cubs, the Cards too. I mean, yeah. my God. You're so ready for it Robo Wumps. It's time. It's it's time for Robo Wumps. It's absolutely. If these guys can't get it right, find some or some some a, a method that they can get it right. Anyways, we will come back. I got to ask you about this spoiler that I just came across. I'm not going to share. I'm not going to do it. Okay. I'm not going to. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Spoilers in general. Well, no, I don't know about that. But you this spoiled one, it for me. Well, I told you about it, and you're a fan of the show. I will come back. We'll talk about. Well, I'm out spoiling, so don't go anywhere. Miller and Con in Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO.